Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Hey folks, uh, give us a share, like, and follow. Um, today, this week... Uh, we going to start with our question? Oh yeah, we always have a question. Uh, I have one. Okay, what do, you, what do you got, Joker? If you could have the stereotypical abilities of a demigod, you know, super strength, immortality, but to gain this, you had to give up everyone you cared about in your life. Would you take that choice? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> a little tough one, considering <laughs> I have two people I care about in the room. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to fracture any friendships that I've I've taken years to build up. I'm, I'm sure if you'd asked the old dick, <laughs> it would have been an absolute uh, yeah. Oh, that would have been a quick answer. When I was yeah, younger. but now he's gotten soft. <laughs> he's gotten soft. Happens in your old age, man. You yeah, just right. can't perform like you used to. Yeah. Uh, I make pills for that. <laughs> Let's, uh, you know what? You know what? For, whew. Uh, you know what? For immortality, yes. Because you're all going to be dead anyway. Yep, and everyone you ever love ever throughout all of time will die. I'm going to have a blast. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably would just for that same concept. I was like, if I'm gonna be immortal, you're gonna I'm gonna outlive you anyways. So you know, rip that band-aid off while it is, <laughs> while it's there. And who knows, it may not have been that far away. But imagine Exactly. Also, here's the nice thing. I don't have to go to your guys' funerals and it doesn't have to be awkward with your families families, uh, as to like he looks so peaceful and they look over at me. <laughs> so what the fuck is this? <laughs> he looks like a wrinkly raisin and you haven't aged today. I'm like skincare. Prune juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so what What about you? What, what are we calling you? The editor, the director, the producer? <laughs> Mr. Moon, or Moon, maybe. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, Mr. Moon. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we have a special guest this week that you've probably heard now mumbling around with us. Uh, Mr. Moon, what is your answer on that question? Um, I wouldn't. I think it... Everything deserves to pass on. No, that's valid. Because if you think about this and you want to get technical about it, immortality, in its truest sense, even when the universe dies, you're stuck in nothingness. Forever. Never said I wasn't going to suck eventually. Yeah, never never (laughs) said I wasn't going to have to wait for the all to come back around on the next Big Bang. Nah. We're or however many trouble. Big Bangs it takes to end up on a sustainable maybe, planet. Maybe it can cause the next Big Bang. Well, not everything is sustainable to you now. Yeah, There's true. There's no such thing as an unsustainable planet to an immortal. So this week's character is the, well, is Kratos from the God of War series. a Also known as the Ghost of Sparta. So let's get into it. Uh First appeared in 2005 in the game God of War. Yeah, first sentence, and you're already starting like this. <laughs> Editing is a fantastic thing. <laughs> I thought I was the tired one. <laughs> uh, the character was voiced by Terrence C. Carson from 2005 to 2013. Then Christ, uh, Christopher Judge taking over the role in 2018's sequel, also titled God of War. Which, you know... I don't know how I feel about those titles, but, you know, not for me to decide. 
Anton Del Rio voiced the character as a child in God of War Ghosts of Sparta, which I believe was a very short voicing on his part, but, you know. And he didn't have a lot of, I don't remember that game being very big. Yeah, not a lot of lines, I would imagine. In designing Kratos, God of War, the creator and the game director, David Jaff, attempted to create a character that looked brutal, but did not resemble a typical traditional Greek hero. The character would not wear traditional armor as Jaff wanted him to be individualistic. Although the idea of using a fully masked character was approved, the concept was abandoned as the design seemed soulless and lacked a defined personality. Some models included unconventional elements, such as portraying him carrying an infant on his back, while others had excessive details such as hair and other uh, flowing things. Yeah, I want to know. Steve, you're dangly, <laughs> I was, I, was I, I want to know what they defined as other flowing things. I, imagine, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know their joke or what else flows when you're out of the shower. I mean, maybe a cloak or Can a robe today, <laughs> or a robe or an open robe to allow or other things cloth. to flow. Or like, yeah. like what? What is this definition of flowing? <laughs> We'll leave that up for interpretation. <laughs> the child on the back, though, that actually prelude, uh, kind of alludes to the original concept of the game, what it was supposed to be. It was They were supposed to release three games, one him destroying Greece, another one with another character destroying Nordic, and then they were supposed to bring in another character who in a game to destroy Egypt. And all three men would come together to be the three wise men to bring about Christianity. That was going to be their little, like, how they create Christianity in that universe. Yeah, I was just thinking right? pocket sand, but pocket baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> launch the baby at somebody's face, just latches on. <laughs> yeah, but he got the babysitter that day, so I guess not. <laughs> okay. Uh... And it kind of goes into even the, the sequel where now he's got a kid. Yeah. So, so that concept kind of carried over eventually yeah you just practically of... carry the kid on your back well yeah <laughs> multiple points in the game <laughs> hey hey honey i need to go see a chiropractor why my back hurts oh how come why i have to carry a goddamn child all over the place <laughs> <laughs> okay uh charlie uh charlie Wen, uh director of visual development of god of war 2005 and god of war 2 came up with the character design while sketching on napkins. I actually, uh, I read a little bit into that. I guess he was just kind of at a bar and he had forgot his sketchbook, so he just started sketching out ideas on napkins with a pencil. I, hey, whatever works. Yeah. Whatever gets it on paper. And, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of where he came up with the idea for the chain blades, too. And as he was just drawing different designs, came up like, what if we had some kind of flowing weapon? That's something with brutality, but something that will allow combat to move more efficiently. Uh, the tattoo, also another thing on the character. We all know his tattoo is red. For those of you who don't know, sorry, spoilers, it's been out for how long now? Well, since 2005. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, we're old. <laughs> we're old, gents. <laughs> but uh, the tattoo was actually originally blue. Even in the prototypes of the game, it was blue up until like a few months before release when they changed it to red because blue was too much of a soothing color they felt for the character and I agree. 
Yeah, the, the the blue just wouldn't have fit with all the brutality and yeah, no. everything that happened. Uh, the name was given because it means strength and was actually an accident that it was already the name of a god that actually existed. In Greek mythology, um, Kratos is actually the god who chains down um, Prometheus, uh, the god who brought us fire. And in the game, or in the uh, games, God of War at one one in one of the games, I believe he actually, our Kratos, who we play in the games, is responsible for releasing Prometheus. So kind of a cool little. The creators are even quoted with saying, "Happy accident." So <laughs> that's exactly what that was. That's entirely. Yeah. yeah. He would also appear in a pair of comics um, under the series title. In 2010 and 2018, which I know the 2010 one kind of went more onto his backstory of the original games, and kind of instead of just going off of the flashbacks from the first one, you actually had a story. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay. So that lays and lays and gents and all in between. Uh, that's kind of it for that. So uh, let's go into this real world stuff. Get get going. His in-world, his in-game yeah. stuff. His in-game stuff. Yeah. So, uh, in, in his world. It's in his, yeah. <laughs> technically, I'm not wrong. Uh, so, he was born in Sparta. Uh, fa- father is uh, the Greek god Zeus. Mother is a mortal named Callisto. Being a bastard of Zeus, um, his wa- Zeus's wife orders Zeus to kill Kratos. Basically, it's like, as soon as that baby hits the ground, I want it dead. I don't care how, I want it dead. Yeah, you know, his, his wife was very anti-anything he had without her. Which, which, I mean, I kind of, like... I don't blame her. Like, yeah, but, right? But, I mean, unfortunately, that is Zeus in pretty much any medium and actual mythology. So, well, they, they just kind of keep taking this angry wife literally out of history. I love how they like always portray her as so unreasonable and angry. It's one of those like her husband is constantly cheating on her. I'd, I'd be, be on it. I'd be angry and unreasonable too. But Chris also wouldn't actually find out of his godly father until much later on in his life. Yep. Because it wasn't until what in the first God of War game that he finds I, out. I believe he is as pretty, he tries to kill him. I believe he is. No, no, no. He's becomes privy to the information before he kills Ares. It's not until later games that he kills Zeus. <laughs> yeah, from... I guess it was just the guy who I was watching on YouTube. He said that Kratos didn't learn of his of Zeus being his dad until he tried to kill him, and uh, the wife stopped him. I thought he found out sooner than that. I couldn't tell you if... 100% because obviously I didn't play him, so... Well, that might be correct then. Uh, I, I suppose... Just, he wouldn't learn until he was much older. Yeah, which I I think, I want to say he learned after he kills Ares because that's when he finds out he's a demigod to begin with. Because, you know, how else... So he may have learned that he was a demigod. He may not have learned who, who his dad was. Were. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, well, let's see if I... If oh, I gives me a reason right to go down. back. Exactly. Uh, so Zeus would send Ares and Athena to kill his... Um, oh, yeah. So... I missed that. Mm. Yeah, I might have missed to put that down. So apparently Zeus had found out that there was a prophecy that a child with a mark on their 
on their eye would kill him. So in very reactive Zeus fashion, he sent his children to deal with it. Uh, Zeus would send Ares and Athena to kill his uh, to kill this prophecy, where one of his children with a mark over their eye would kill him. Kratos's brother had a birthmark, so they thought it was him. But upon taking the brother, um, Ares ended up slicing Kratos across the eye. Thus fulfilling the prophecy. Thus yep. fulfilling the prophecy. So creating the one who is going to kill him. Yep. And I love it too because they steal the older brother and I found nowhere that is implied that that's also Zeus's child. No, but as we go, as I know you bring it up in a little bit, but the birthmark that Kratos' brother had covers yeah. one of his eyes. It covers one of his eyes. So when that's all you're told... I mean, told this one. I think he was told it was one of his children. Well, but yes, there's nowhere implied that that's his kid, but there's nothing saying it's not. True, true. And, you know, they probably just picked up the first kid in the area, because if I remember correctly, they knew he was in that area, so he's he's the one that fit the bill, so they took him, knowing that somewhere, that one of these kids was Zeus's. Fair, fair. I think it's kind of how that went down. Eeny, meeny, meeny, so, Pretty much. Uh, Zeus by the toe. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this would lead him to, this would lead Kratos to take on an oath to never fail again. Then he forgot, um, he forgot Ares and Athena were the ones who came and stole and killed his brother. That was heavily emphasized. They're like, yeah, by the way, he also forgets that who did it. I'm like, it's not a very good oath, is it? No, not great. <laughs> oh. It's just there's nothing that he's never gonna fail again. Really, true, true. that you forget though who killed your who you think killed your brother. Well, did they say how old he was? Uh, oh, he was were? he was a child. He was. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, I want to say it was before he went to the Spartans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the fuck that's called their army. The army, yeah. But yeah, no, he was. I want to say early teens. Yeah. Based on the video I watched, they didn't say either, but. He was young enough he wasn't in the military yet. Which in Spartan culture is pretty young because yeah. they, uh, they ship you off for training pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so this uh, would also lead Kratos uh, to get his tattoo in the design of his brother's birthmark. Which kind of cool. Yeah. An interesting birthmark, to say the least. It, very, it really is. <laughs> I, it's kind of cool that that's the reason they went with that. Why, hey, this is why this looks like this. But that's a really weird-ass-looking birthmark. Yeah. just. I mean, an awesome-looking birthmark. But definitely definitely one where it's like, who, who made you? Was it Picasso? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, uh, he would rise through the ranks of the army. Eventually, uh, he would marry a woman named Lysandra and have a daughter named Calliope. I'm possibly butchering that last one. I'm pretty sure you are, because at least the, the video I watched had a different pronunciation, but I don't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> so we'll go with Calliope. Unless you, you got something, Mr. Boom. Hope. <laughs> go with Calliope. <laughs> Kratos' daughter was born sickly, and according to Spartan law, she was sentenced to death. Kratos, however, refused, instead opting to go and obtain ambrosia, essence of the gods believed to be a fruit that could grant immortality. 
Also, not knowing, Ares had chosen him in a god wager to see who got the ambrosia. Yep. And, uh, yeah. You gotta love you know, how all the mythos have a fruit that gains immortality. Exactly. Which I believe uh, their fruit, they turned into a drink at one point, and it gets... It gets unnecessarily complicated as to what the ambrosia actually is. It's just essence of the gods. Well, that's just the easier way to do it. The fruit was the best description I had based on all the images they gave me. And then out of nowhere, they're like, the elixir. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've been depicting this as an apple this whole goddamn time. Why the hell is it an elixir now? Because they probably couldn't remember or they had someone different. that was like, oh, we're going to change this. Uh, so I know they, they touch on that still with the the new God of War where they take from the Norse mythology yeah. and they use the Dune's apple that boosts your health similar to their thing it's like why is it a fruit yeah <laughs> it's always a fruit why is it always an apple I it believe the, the apple away. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean I guess an apple with immortality yeah it'll keep the doctor away yeah I do know in uh, actual, like, in Yahweh, in the original Christian, I guess, J, uh, Jewish um, Yahweh religion and belief, it was actually described, uh, the fruit of paradise or whatever is actually described as a pomegranate, and it's believed to some that the mistranslation eventually moved it into being an apple. I feel like they, they've moved it on purpose. Going, going from a pomegranate to an apple, that sounds more visually pleasing for one. I mean, and, bet, depending on the artist, they look kind of exactly the same. They're both was, red spheres. Spherish things. Yeah, you can usually tell the difference, though. Yeah, but I mean, you know, why does Santa Claus have three golden apples when it's actually three sacks of gold? I was like, because he's also just changed look entirely. Yeah, because he wasn't didn't have a red suit until Coca Cola got his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So I mean, you can't really go a lot off of uh, Santa either. Fair, I guess. Uh, okay, so Kratos would proceed to defeat three other champions and their armies to obtain the Ambrosia. Upon returning, Kratos would be declared captain of the Spartan army by the king. As a captain, Kratos would have a young man named Atreus who always had a smile on his face die sacrificing himself Kratos would carry him home on his shield and bury him with full honors claiming him the only Spartan with a smile on his face that was actually a very endearing story and I was like it was yeah just uh, a soldier under his command who just always looked on the bright side of things and ended up sacrificing himself to bring them like one hell of a good victory so Kratos took that one pretty personally also, yeah, the three other champions. Uh, I think he straight up kills one, and the other one he just beats the hell out of. Oh, Kratos. He's, I mean, when your whole game series is based upon extreme violence, of course he's going to have a very violent background. Yeah, I think Poseidon actually gets angry because one of his, his champions one of the ones that he kills. But yeah, Kratos actually, um, I think... Poseidon actually tries to take revenge on him because he killed his champion. And I think it was Hermes had a champion in there that Kratos beat. And Hermes was like, ah, you, you know what? He won fair and square. And this just doesn't seem like the kind of mortal that I really want to be messing with right now. Oh, yeah, no. 
So, yeah. Foreshadowing is foreshadowing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Kratos would grow in power and glory with many victories, eventually leading him to lose to a bigger force of the barbarian army led by Alaric, uh, the barbarian king who blamed Kratos for his father's death for, and for preventing him from getting the ambrosia. Yeah, so basically, uh, Alaric was one of the three champions, and Kratos beat the hell out of him and his army, and then proceeded to take the ambrosia. And his whole thing about getting the ambrosia was to save his father's life, and yeah. Kratos kind of prevented that, and he's like, he's like, it's your fault! It's like, I mean, I'm trying to save my daughter. How long? Like, your dad was on borrowed time anyway. Yeah. Buddy. Like, he's a king. Kings do not last long in this world. And, yeah. After also reading, watching the video, the next part is like, it really wasn't even, he wasn't fully defeated yet either um, in this fight with uh, the guy's son, but... Getting to the point of defeat, he would call upon Ares to make a deal with the god of war. That he would serve him if Ares would kill his enemy and the entire army. Which, he would. And he would give Kratos the Chaos Blade as a sign of his servitude to him. During this time, Kratos would cut a bloody path through Greece in the name of Ares. Upon a raid on Athena's followers, Ares would have Kratos' wife and child move to the temple, where Kratos would accidentally kill them in a blood rage, having lost all his humanity. I remember a little bit about that, is someone had tried to stop Kratos from going in the temple. One of the, uh, one of the prophets, or I forget the other name for him, but basically just prophets of Athena, warned Kratos not to go in the temple. Because it would be bad. It would be, yeah. Not knowing that the god he serves literally transported his family there so he could kill them. Yep. Which, yeah. Ares did this to sever Kratos' bond to the mortal world, but instead led him to renounce his service to Ares, and an oracle would fuse the ashes of his family to his skin, making him, uh, marking him as the ghost of Sparta. And this is where he would obtain that name. And yeah, that uh, the pretty brutal end. Okay, so Ares would end up sending the uh, Furies to hunt him down, and that uh, several of them. Ares, like it, it says like a certain amount in the beginning, but as Kratos kills them, somehow Ares keeps getting more and more Furies that were not implied earlier. So I'm just, I feel like the Furies kind of take on that just character you keep killing vibe. Of like you don't need to know who these Furies are. Well, you yeah, just, it's just need the to minions. Know. Yeah, this is Fury One, this is Fury Two, this is Fury Three. They don't have names because they're gonna be dead by the end of this uh, this arc in this game. Every time you keep saying the word Fury, I just keep keep thinking of uh, Nick Fury. Same. You know, a little black, the little black dude with an eye patch chasing you down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. So I just turned out that looked up Furies because it's been a while. <laughs> so they're also known as the Aranes, and they are independent race, neither Titan, God, mortal, nor shade. Kratos ended up going back to his family home, where he ends up getting trapped in an illusion of having to watch himself kill his uh, family. A fury named Orcos would help him see through this and send him to seek help from Aletheia. Aletheia? We're going with Aletheia. Aletheia? Uh, I don't remember how it's pronounced. I'm going to say Aletheia. 
Althea. We go with Althea. That's how I like that word. That, that Orcus. You said that. That just made me think of He Man. So, Orcus would re- reveal Ares' plan to Kratos, showing he was being trained to kill Zeus. Because the gods are just always trying to murk each other. <laughs> That's like, uh, people are like, so is that just in the games? No, 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 no. <laughs> the gods are constantly backstabbing each other. They all hate each other. Well, it depends on the pantheon. True. The Greek ones, though. I was like, I mean, obviously every pantheon has the gods that are just, like, that's what they do. Because, like, even the Norse have them. But for the most part, most of the gods got along with each other. Yeah. There's, there's always those few that want to go the other way. There's, like, a lot of the Greek ones. There's a lot of fucking battling and a lot of just petty shit going on between them. And then Air, then uh, fucking Hades is just in his palace prison underground just with all his gold thinking, God damn, I love that. I stay out of shit. I think a lot of the stuff with the Greek is just what we hear about. Because, you know, it makes for an interesting story. Yeah. it do, They do make interesting stories. So I feel like they don't hate each other nearly as much as we think they do. I mean, you know, <laughs> at the same time, I've never met a Greek god, so I, I've never... Right. I got no... If I ever meet one, I'll ask. Is the drama <laughs> real? Or is it all for show? It's all this. It's just a reality <laughs> TV show. <Cool>. Right. <laughs> So, Kratos would eventually be captured by the Furies sent by Ares to be tortured for two weeks before escaping. I remember, wasn't it during this time when he was captured that he found out his brother wasn't actually killed? I thought his brother was straight up murked. No. No, what? He ends up finding out he's being tortured, and I don't remember the whole story behind it, but yeah, no, he finds out that his brother was not dead. I just, I... Who is handling, who is managing these cases for the villains? Like, like you know what, I'm going to just torture this guy who's pro, who, uh, according to this prophecy, will end up killing me. Why don't we just kill him? Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I mean, because you know. You I'm can't gonna... break prophecy, my dear. Then what was the point of any of this? Oh, but that's also what you get for sending someone else to do your job. And so you dealing with your prophecy, you send your kids, you don't know what they're going to do. True, true. That said, though, Zeus never learned that lesson. No, he never does. No, he does <laughs> he, he delegated everything. Yeah. He, he just... He's like the only king, the only guy that really did. Like, even Odin did stuff for himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, he's the one who impaled himself to, to the tree of life. So, a fun fact about the Furies. The Furies and Aphrodite are his sisters. According to Greek mythology. Huh. Interesting. I mean, they're all kind of related. <laughs> so, the Furies would attempt to recapture him with illusions, but he would see through it and escape. Uh, Kratos would end up killing a Fury Queen, Electo. Uh, you shame Sparta, Oathbreaker. You think you want truth, but the truth will only bring you pain. Last thing she said before a dying breath. Huh. I remember reading about that, or I guess watching about that. If into the archives you go, only pain will you find. <laughs> you want another fun fact? Always. Alexo yes. was voiced by Jennifer Hale, who also played Sedusa and Princess Morbucks in the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, okay. Rojo in Ben 10, Kronika uh, in Mortal Kombat 11, Shannon Lucas in Scooby Doo. Moon Monster Madness and Black Knight in 
Generator Rex. Kratos would return to Orcos, who had taken his bond from Ares, allowing Kratos to kill them and sever the bond to the god. Kratos would end up serving Mount Olympus as part of his path to redemption. During this time, Kratos would slay a leviathan, a Persian king. Upon doing so, he would see the sun fall from the sky and end up rescuing the sun god and preventing the plot to take over Mount Olympus. Would you like to throw in there? Because I... Uh, I'd like to throw in a period or two. <laughs> <laughs> Reading some, some of this. Uh, that whole plot with the sun, sun god being kidnapped, that was Zeus's wife. Yeah, because that was a plan to kill Kratos. Yep. Greek sun god Helios. Yep, so yeah, when he saw the sun go down, he, he knew something was up, and he decided to go save him. Daylight savings time. <laughs> I, think it was, uh, I think it was Zeus's wife and Hades' wife who were involved with this whole thing. Horrible. But yeah, it was. Because Hades' on. wife... I don't know why <laughs> they portray her this way, because Hades' wife generally, in a lot of the Greek mythos... I just chill with the whole thing. She's like, because I mean, it's not the greatest situation, but he's not a bad guy. <laughs> because this game had to give the gods a evil tone to him. Oh, I to where what you're doing is Kratos isn't frowned upon. True, true. Because Kratos' story, very much like you know, the whole Empire Rebellion, Star Wars, it's the epitome of you're evil from a certain point of view. It really kind of is. Which so they kind of had to portray the gods. And like all the gods as these evil dicks. <laughs> Which they did do a good job of, but I do enjoy, especially from what I saw in the in the newest God of War game, they did imply the fact that like, no, like, yeah, they, they were bad, but that did not make Kratos good. Like, oh, he, yeah. Even he's like, he's like, I was not a good guy. I took oh, out yeah. worse, but that did not, by default, make me good. He had the, he he knew he was like the Punisher. He knew what he was doing was wrong, yep. and he was not a good person. That's kind of exactly how that went down. He is the Greek Punisher. All right. So during the takeover of Mount Olympus, or attempted takeover, he would be tricked by Persephone into giving his powers to see his family again. Upon giving up his powers, she would reveal this was all part of her plan to destroy the gods, and by proxy, man. Oh yeah, because it is heavily believed in these games and in the Greek pantheon that if the gods fall, then the world will just be destroyed. Yep. Kratos would kill his family again to reclaim his powers and mantle as the ghost of Sparta. Can you imagine how, how painful that have to be? Not, not, not to do it once by accident, but then you have to do it again on purpose. I mean, it is kind of a, like one of the greatest concepts of the inescapable prison. And that the whole, like, you know, something so lovely that you wouldn't, you'd have to do something so horribly against your instinct to escape. It's kind of a perfect prison. Yeah, but you, like, he had the opportunity to not kill his family again. But he chose to murk them because he liked the power. Oh, I wouldn't say this was like the power. I think. Because she does mock him in the game that, oh, now that you have your family again, guess what? They're going to die in front of you again because I'm about to destroy the world. So it was one of those. It was by necessity. Well, either way, it was one of those he was going to have to either watch them die because of his lack of action. Or he was going to have to take action and kill them himself to save other families. It's a lose-lose, bro. It kind of really is. is. It, that's not, like, that's an ultimatum. <laughs> 
Forget that magic card. This is what a cruel ultimatum is. Kratos would serve uh, for another ten years before gaining his last task last task to steal Pandora's box and use the he would use the power to kill Ares and was vaguely promised to be set free of his nightmares. Yeah, so he was given this task to steal the box, and he's like, if I do this last task for the gods and defeat the god of war, you will relieve me of these horrible nightmares. And they're like, you'll you'll be rewarded. And he's like, I'm going to take that as a yes. You take it however you want, little guy. <laughs> uh, that's why you got to be very specific when dealing with god- godly beings. They love to be cryptic. They're like genies. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, Kratos would arrive in Athens, uh, where he would receive powers from the gods to complete his task. His first, rescuing an oracle, then traveling into a desert to receive a horn that can summon Kratos. Thank you. Who had the Temple of Pandora upon his back. It would take him three days to climb up Kronos to get to said temple. And yeah, it was uh, that I kind of gloss over some stuff because it was a lot to try to possibly write down. But basically, he arrives there, he gets the powers of evil of like spirits from Hades himself, and then the power of lightning from uh, from Poseidon, and then like lightning bolts from Zeus. Which you kind of wonder, you're like, well, why would why am I getting electrical stuff from two gods? It's weird in the game too. Uh, but he would, yeah, he would end up killing a bunch of harpies to go through a desert, ripping heads off of things and obtaining a horn. Real good analysis of that of that part of the game. Okay, uh, so Kratos would be the first human to ever reach Pandora's box and promptly be killed by a pillar thrown by Ares, to which Ares' furies would steal the box. So if I remember correctly, the way that went down is when he got to the temple, there's a guy guarding the temple who's the first ever human to attempt the temple and failed and as punishment was given immortality and forced to sit there and bury all the bodies that die in there. So he kind of sends there, he sends Kratos in. He's like, yeah, it's in there. The guy's not going to make it. And he wasn't sent by Ares for this. Ares found out what he was doing. And that's when he threw the pillar Yep. From, like, across the world. Which, real impressive, even for a god. You got, like, that's a small target. It's a game. It's, it's plot convenience. I mean, we know That's all it was. We know it's plot <laughs> convenience, but still, you got, you got where he just, like, watches that, it hits him, he's like, oh my god, I got him. Because god or not, no, no god has ever been depicted as being able to throw stuff like that across the world. Yeah, and like yeah, it's a game, and that's a pillar too. Like, yeah, that's not just some random. Like, that wasn't even a spear. He's like, like, hand me a pillar. Wouldn't you want you a mighty god spear, sir? The pillar will do. I was like, yes, he did forge it into kind of a tip. So I mean, it, it started. It definitely started out small when it entered Kratos. <laughs> that had to be a painful way to go. So Kratos would end up having to escape Hades. Via a hole that a grave digger dug who turned out to be Zeus. Which, that was a minor thing that I found early on is when he first enters the town, he meets the grave digger. And the digger does tell him, like, oh, this grave's for you, sir. 
what? <laughs> Don't worry, it'll all make sense. And yeah, he ends up digging his way out through that grave. Surprised he didn't murk him right there on the spot. Right? Yeah. Foreshadowing is foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that is um, also to explain, I don't think he had to actually escape from the grasp of the god of death, Hades, who is one of the gods that gave him powers. Hades, in Greek mythology, for those who do not know, is also just called their underworld. That's, it's very similar to the North mythology with hell and hell. Yeah. Like, it, it, it gets confusing that we name some of these gods after the place that they are kind of in charge of. Oh, it was easy. It, it's easy, but it's also, yeah... Like wait wait the the place or the per, or the god yes <laughs> I think I, I I feel like that's why the Norse mythology also gave hell the name Hela to kind of differentiate that I kind of fully believe that that's how that went down like well how so what, how do we know which one which one they're writing down can we do, just add a little he on the end of that <laughs> or a ha Hela Okay, <laughs> not sidetrack this. After escaping, Kratos would gain back Pandora's box and gain the power and size to face Ares on an equal ground. Ares would use tricks to strip Kratos of his chain blades. Kratos would use a sword called uh, the Blade of the Gods to defeat Ares in combat. And um, for those of you fans of the games who... Uh... Ooh, it's been a while since you played the first one. We're not talking about the one that can kill Zeus. This is actually, this was literally just a giant blade, kind of used as a bridge by humans on the ground from in, one in, of their temples. In game, didn't Kratos actually get that sword from the statue that was destroyed in combat? Was it a statue that becomes the bridge? Because I know you walk on the blade a few times. In the game. Because it's just, just this giant blade kind of on the ground. Yeah, I, I think that blade came from a statue that they knocked over in combat. Hold on. Huh. No I, mean, I mean, I know it's part of the map. That's that, how big that don't the, mean a lot. That's how big the sword is. I just forget exactly how it gets there. I just know you use it as a bridge a few times. So it could have fallen from us, actual giant statue. So the Blade of Gods was used as a weapon that was forged by the gods that was hidden in Athens and was used as a footbridge. Aha! Yes, but if you look at it, uh, it was uh, actually like part of a part of a statue. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, that's what I thought it was coming from. That, makes, okay. that makes sense. It's that also, made, so we're both right. It's also been like I don't know. 12 years since I played God of War, so a little... I think it's been about a year for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot of never yeah. for me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was uh, basically this giant insane blade that was attached to a statue, but also used as a walking bridge to the statue, so... Just because uh, I know there is a sword at one point that's like the Blade of the Gods or something. Uh, that was, it's something, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a whole nother sword. Yeah, it's a different a, name. Okay, just making sure, because it yeah. kind of threw me off when I was doing the research. It I'm was like, a very similar name, okay. but it was different. That's, That's why it threw me off, because I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. He doesn't get that blade until he kills Zeus, I thought. Yep. And that that makes sense. It, it's not the sword, uh, sword of gods, it's the dagger of gods. And no, it's called the Blade of Olympus. That's, That's the one they used to kill uh, Zeus. Ah, there we go. See, you're the gamer guy. 
in our group. You know these better than us. Okay. Uh, though his past was forgiven, uh, he would not be relieved of the nightmares. His last hope gone, he would attempt suicide, but Athena would save him and offer him the throne of the god of war, which he would accept. Roll credits. Yeah, that's kind of uh, where we end this as far as his history leading up to him becoming a god of war. And an arguably fun hack and slash game. It really is a fun hack and slash. Also, it's a little bit of puzzle solving. Those original ones were very huge on being hack and slash and puzzle solving. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what was big at the time. But oh, then yeah. also like jamming your controller till your thumb cramped up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't have to deal with that. Oh, <laughs> also, the original God of War, you had to be on top of that. Well, well, a lot of good to know quick, ahead of time. Quick button action. Yeah, quick was, time events. I hate right. quick time events in games. It's mm-hmm. arguably so, so do most gamers. Well, if you play one console, it's fine. But if you're switching between PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo, it's like, where's the X button? Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. But, but I've, like, never seen a person actually enjoy the quick time events. Especially God. when they use them in boss fights. It's like, it kind of takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Halo 4, everybody was so pissed that the final boss fight was a <laughs> quick time event. <laughs> Stick when, the when, grenade! Yeah, and that's, all, that's all it was. Halo Reach? No, yep. four. No, how four was that? When he reach? kills the didact with the oh, nuclear yeah. warhead. At that quick time event at the very end yeah. on the bridge. Yeah. Everybody we need to go about to that. series again. I'm done. All right, cool. I'll be down. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that was Kratos, the now god of war. and uh, Father. Now father. <laughs> again. Okay. Yeah, but he's um, still technically currently the Greek god of war, too. Yeah, even true. Even though he, he was, has changed locations. He was technically never dethroned. In fact, he took the rest of the thrones. Yeah, he's kind of the only throne now. Yeah. Well, I was a fan playing it as a kid. I was a fan playing it recently. I was a fan when I was playing it, too, uh, for the first time. Joker's undecided he hasn't played yet. When I played the fourth one, yes. (laughs) Because that was a fun game. Yes, it was. We're all fans here. And for anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, a comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan, too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.